tonight I'd like to share with you a reflection that's been coming since Sunday on last Sunday gospel reading of the rich young man from Mark chapter 10 verse 17 through 31. I went before the Lord Sunday asking him to give me his light to give me his understanding to give me his desire what was in his heart when he spoke to the rich young man and, and what does he specifically want to speak to love crucified through this gospel and I felt the Holy Spirit brought my attention to one sentence and it's this verse 24 children how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God for those who trust in riches so I felt that the Lord was revealing to me that the heart of this gospel message is in love that is rooted in trust or we could say trust that is rooted in love and then the most beautiful thing began to happen different members of our community began to come one by one like a, a movie into my memory so the Hicken family came into my mind and, and remember that the Lord remains this year is we're so focused on memory on remembering so to remember all these things was really beautiful so the Lord put in my memory Mark and Maria and he had me remember when he through the Holy Spirit enlightened them many years ago and said sell everything and come follow me to Covington <laughs> and Maria and Mark lived in Miami they had a beautiful home their home had a little guest house which was her father's and that was the beginning of love crucified our cynicals were there Maria and Mark had their son Gonzalo and their grandchildren in Miami they had the community and they're good friends and they sold the house they sold everything and when they went to Covington there was no one there there was Alexa and Bob but that was about it it's not like they had friends or um, they really went into the middle <laughs> of like the country there then the Lord placed in my heart Father Jordy Father Jordy was a pastor in Miami with a beautiful flock, very, very loved by many people. And the Lord inspires Father Jordy through the Holy Spirit and says, come, Father Jordy, leave all and follow me. And Father Jordy leaves, including 
without any pay any um, from the diocese. And he goes without nothing, not exactly sure to follow the mission of Love Crucified, not having any approval from the bishop, not having an imprimatur or anything. The next memory that comes to me, Father Ron. Father Ron had a house, went and spent some time there with him. It was a, a place he loved dearly, a place he would have his brother priest come and rest and meditate, a place of silence, a place of prayer. And the Lord comes to Father Ron through the Holy Spirit and says, sell, sell what you love. And Father Ron sells the house and he begins his work as a missionary. And he continues, except now he has la casita. <laughs> but that you would say, why does he have this huge gray suitcase? Well, Father Ron's, all his belongings are in that big gray suitcase. And Father Ron has been a missionary priest all over the world with no set home. Like the gospel says, wherever they invite you, wherever they you go to their house and you stay there. And he's been traveling with his big gray suitcase all over. Then the Lord placed in my heart Gloria Grisales. Gloria lives in, well, she lives in Manizales now, but she used to live in Bogota. She, when I, Gloria first started in the community, she had a wonderful job, a wonderful career with good salary, a beautiful apartment. And the Lord begins to place in Gloria's heart, I want something else for your life. Leave everything. Sell your house, leave your career and your job, and come follow me to Manizales. He begins to reveal to Gloria that he wants a life of prayer and contemplation. And Gloria lives now in Manizales, helping to take care of her parents, devoting her life to prayer, simplicity, and contemplation. Also, I began to realize that the Lord actually gave that call to quite a few women in Bogota, to Adriana. When I first met Adriana, she was also a, had her career in working. And the Lord began to show her, leave, leave your job, leave that extra salary as a family, and listen to me. She did. I also knew Sandra Calderon when she had a very beautiful job. And the Lord took that away from her and has asked her in some way to trust with one salary wanting her also in a life of deeper prayer. The same thing happened to Lilian, who's here in Miami and Juan Carlos from Colombia. They're in, still in Miami with us. 
Lillian, when I knew her, was in law school and um, studying very hard. And the Lord begins to reveal to Lillian and Juan Carlos, this is it, my will for you. Lillian, he answered that call. And I think the same pretty much with Yali and Willie. Um, the next, the Lord placed the Garcia family in my in my mind. Juliana and Ernie have been good friends of mine. They were part of the Archangels homeschooling group here that Elaine and I founded. She has her parents here, and Ernie has all his family. And the Lord begins to place in Ernie's heart, sell everything, and come follow me to Covington. And the Garcia family sold. They picked up and left to follow the Lord. He placed into my heart Jack and Amy. How the Lord began to ask them to trust as he took away Jack's health, as he continues to struggle with his health. And he's also been taking away Amy's health as she also struggles with many things. And Jack and Amy more and more have been trusting the Lord, abandoning themselves to the Lord. And the Lord, what was he showing me? And if I go on, this is the story of every single family in love crucified all of you could see and the lord showed me how pleased he is with his little mustard seed because truly we are not a community that trusts in riches but we truly are a community that trusts in god and truly desire to live in his will the Lord then says in the Gospel of Mark, he says in verse 29 through 30, truly I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or lands for my sake and for the gospel who will not receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the age to come eternal life i thought of all these my my beautiful family of love crucified and in every case I just shared with you, they have received an abundance of blessings and the gift of hardships also. And many times I think we forget in this gospel those two words. The Lord is promising all these abundant things and then he says, with persecution. That is part of the gift. In verse 20, of that gospel Jesus says and Jesus looking upon him loved him and said to him 
you lack one thing, go sell what you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. This gospel passage is also in our path on page 51 in the section of the gaze of Jesus. And we have a quote there from Pope Benedict. And he says, what was the man's response? And the Pope says, the rich youth is not able to take this step. Notwithstanding that he has been the object of the loving gaze of Jesus. His heart is not able to detach itself from the many goods that he possessed. This man, this young man, the really good man, and even with the gaze of Jesus, his heart is not able to detach. And I started to think how much the Lord has spoken to us of the gaze. I have spent days pondering in our path, the gaze of Jesus, section 2D. It's only a few pages. I seem to start from the beginning, go to the end, go back to the beginning, read to the end, and I've been doing this. Last night I went to sleep like that. And I was amazed how many times the Lord said to our community to enter his crucified gaze. And I remembered a few years ago with this gospel, it really touched me and I was moved by the Holy Spirit to get on my knees, to kiss the feet of Jesus crucified and ask the Lord, what is the one thing that I am lacking? Thinking he was going to tell me to let go of something. The Lord keeps bringing me back. He didn't tell me to leave my house, even though he did tell me that at another time, and Peter and I also sold our house. But this time the Lord said to me, let go of your reputation. Because the Lord, why? He was beginning a new process of purification in my heart. And this is what I want to focus with right now in this community. But these words, too, are in our path. Not the same, but they really take us to chapter 2. When we pray to know what is the one thing I'm lacking, that is praying for self-knowledge. And if you pray and live this gospel by asking the Lord, what is the one thing I'm lacking, as you gaze in Jesus crucified, he is going to show you. And so I encourage you to do that. As I continued pondering last night, the Lord began to speak to me. And he gave me words for you today for this teaching. And I'd like to share them now with you. 
the Lord said this. I need you to incarnate myself in you so that I can touch, embrace, bless, love, and penetrate my people. Receive my gaze of the consuming fire of my sacred heart. My gaze desires transformed souls, souls in which it is I who lives. This is my light in the world. Tell my little mustard seed to receive my gaze of desire for them to be emptied of self so that my blood can fill them and I with the divine fire of the spirit can bring new life. My desire is consuming me in agony because I find hardly any souls willing to receive the desire of my sacred heart. Allow me to empty you and I will renew the face of the earth through you. Receive the gaze of my desire tonight and respond to my call. The Lord is asking what does the Lord do in times of darkness? He raises up saints. The Lord does not want people that can just give some money to the poor or do some nice works. All of that is important. But the Lord is asking for something much more from this, his little mustard seed. He's asking for saints. The Lord wants transformed souls. And in order for us to be transformed, we have to become empty. So that took me to the spirit of poverty in our path. Number 110 on page 303. And here the Lord in this message to the community shows us what the Holy Spirit desires to do with us to transform us. He says, I wish to teach you about poverty, the spirit of poverty. The spirit of poverty is lived when you allow the Holy Spirit my blessed mother and myself to strip you of everything interiorly. Your desires, expectations, plans, attachments, securities,
consolations and friendships, even consolations from me, so that you are left completely empty. I then ask the Lord, my Lord and my God, what can I do to participate in this work? Now look at the answer. The Lord replies, allow yourself to be perfected through suffering. Suffer with greater trust in me. Suffer with greater abandonment and love. Again, the Lord takes us to trust and abandonment as the means of transformation into him. This week, from the Gospel of Luke, verse 39 to 42, the Lord is very upset with the Pharisees. He says to them, now you Pharisees, cleanse the outside of the cup and of the dish, but inside you are full of extortion and wickedness. You fools, did not he who made the outside make the inside also? But give for alms those things which are within and behold everything is clean for you he goes on to say but woe to you pharisees for you tithe mint and rue and every herb and neglect justice and the love of god these you ought to have done without neglecting the others. This is very important for us. It is not enough, like the Lord is saying here. It is not enough for us in our community to just do good acts. To give, that's important. But there's all there's two sides there's the exterior and there's the interior we can do a lot of ministry wonderful work wonderful apostolates and lack interior transformation in fact many times just like the Pharisees we even do good things not aware that in the deepest hidden part of our hearts, we're doing them more to feel good about ourselves, to look good for others, to receive praise and affirmations, and not totally, totally for the Lord. And Father Ron, in his homily yesterday, said something that the Holy Spirit really kept in my heart. He said, the Lord really got angry with the Pharisees 
because if there was one thing that really upset the Lord was hypocrisy. And the Pharisees covered their hypocrisy. Father Ron said they were fake saints. They covered their hypocrisy with good acts. It even The Lord even says here, they tithed. They tithed. They did good things. And with priestly robes and inside, they lacked love. They lacked love. And that is why St. Paul, in 1 Corinthians, chapter 13, verse 1 through 3, speaks of love. And he says, If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardships that I may boast but do not have love, I gain nothing. My family, the Lord is telling us, I want you transformed into love. What is the goal of the simple path to union? The goal of the simple path is to transform us into living host, transformed into love. Nothing short of that. And for this times of darkness, this is what is needed. And the Lord knows it, and that's what he desires. The few that are willing to allow themselves to be emptied, to be transformed into love. So we have to live our life centered in prayer. Listening and attentive to God's voice, revealing to me the one thing I lack. The Lord is happy. The Lord delights in you. The Lord made that clear to me. He delights in you. That's why he began this teaching, revealing to me the beauty of each of you. But he's telling you. You, allow me because you do have a heart for me to bring you to one with me on the cross allow me the Lord said he wanted to give each of us a gift the Lord said he tonight I want you to receive my gates Our hearts are ready to receive the gaze. The rich young man received the gaze 
but because his heart was so attached to riches, he couldn't, it didn't penetrate him. I feel in our community, our hearts are ready. They're ready to receive the gaze. It doesn't mean our hearts are perfect, that our hearts are completely empty. That's a lifetime journey, but they're ready. And the Lord is saying, I want to give you my gaze. My community, read section 2D, the gaze of Jesus. Ponder it every day now. Desire to enter the crucified gaze of Jesus. He's telling us in that gaze is the fire of the deepest desire of my heart, which is transformed souls that are no longer you who live, but I. The Lord wants us like St. Paul. St. Paul was not dead. St. Paul was on earth, alive, when he said, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. The Lord wants us, like St. Paul, he's one of our patron saints, especially of the missionaries of the cross. To be able on earth to say, I no longer live. But Christ truly lives in me. That's what the Lord wants. He's asking. That means he's giving us the grace. Beg the Holy Spirit every day with our Blessed Mother for the gift to see, to enter the crucified gaze of Jesus that has the power to empty our hearts. It has the power to set us on fire with love. It has the power to transform us. Father Jordy had a beautiful prayer I'd like to end with from the reflection he sent the community. He said, I pray that each of us in love crucified allow that two-edged sword to penetrate the hardness of our hearts so that we can receive wisdom to know God and to know ourselves. Only then can we have discernment. In page 145, in number 42 of the path, I'm going to read to you one sentence. This is our Lord speaking to you. He said, It is precisely on this path of rejection and humiliations that you will purchase for the world many graces. I am most pleased with each of you. The Lord is pleased with us because when we voluntarily gave our fiat to be his victim's souls, 
we gave him everything. We kept nothing for ourselves. We have given him a blank check to do with us as he pleases. As our hearts are perfected in trust and abandonment to his holy will, we not only give alms to the poor, we receive their sufferings and oppressions in our hearts and voluntarily choose to suffer with Christ, one with the crucified for them. This is the greatest perfection of love because we become poor through love with the poor, no longer two but one in his sacrifice of love. And I'm going to end here and I'll send you the notes. But today, Pope Francis gave a homily. And in his homily, he spoke about three stages of poverty. The first one being detached from wealth. Is, he said it's the first one. And he said that requires a poor heart. But detached from wealth does not mean that financially we all become poor. If the Lord has given some means and they're wealthy, that's the Lord's will. But we need to live detached from the wealth. And that's what the Lord was showing me that so many in this community have done. The second form of poverty, the Pope said, is humbly receiving persecution, as the Lord said, with persecution. And he mentioned small persecution as slander, rumors, jealousies, small persecutions in the neighborhood, in the parish. And then he speaks of large persecutions. He spoke of a young man that was recently martyred for the faith. He was put in a ditch and they buried him up to the neck. And they asked him one last time, will you renounce your faith in Christ? And he said no. And with that last no, they threw a big rock on his head and they killed him. He, he was very young. The third form of poverty that spoke, the Pope spoke about is solitude. Abandonment and especially the solitude of the end of our lives. He spoke about um, John the Baptist, a great preacher, many followers. And yet the Lord permits that at the end of his life, he dies alone, feeling abandoned in a cell in prison until they cut his head off. In this community, in the path, we go through that detachment to the depths of our hearts to let go of even good desires. Like to get married is a good desire. To have a husband, a wife is a good desire. To have children is a good desire. 
But if the Lord has not given that, it means even abandon and trust ourselves to even let go of that. To even let go of good plans we may have that are not what the Lord is giving us. To truly come to the point where every mother and missionary of the cross can trust whatever it is that the Lord is permitting in our everyday lives. My family, I pray with you in the gaze of Jesus crucified that we truly become a family of saints where the blood of Christ can wash clean and penetrate the darkness of our time. Because his little anawims allowed ourselves to be emptied in order to be filled with the life of Christ. Amen.